Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's a new year, and shoot, we're already halfway through the first month. Today, I'm bringing on a couple of our regular guests to talk about how things are shaping up for markets so far in 2024. I'm Andy Gersher. And this is Games. All right, first on the docket today, Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist at B. Riley Financial in New York. Art, always great to have you on the Gains podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Yes, and already a couple of weeks into the new year, Let's just start with uh, what's your takeaway on the trade so far, Art? Well, i tell you this. After the robust year that we had, especially the last couple of months of 2023, it's not surprising to see some rocky road as we start the new year. I think the good news is that the economic data continues to be better than expected. I think the good news is the very start of the earnings season certainly is showing some positive action uh, towards the fourth quarter. Earnings results, about 30 companies have reported so far in the S&P 500. About 78% of those have beat the estimates. So we're in pretty good shape. But it just, it's, it's difficult to start a new year and not have a few bumps in the road when you had a, a plus 23% year uh, last year for the S&P 500. So I think investors are sort of feeling their way. The good news is we know the Fed has pivoted. The bad news is we don't know when they're going to cut rates first, and that seems to be everybody's focus. Well, and that's the big focus beyond earnings. You kind of – mentioned earnings so far not bad but the fed is the other side of the equation kind of talk about the path that you see the fed taking and what maybe wall street's read is on it yeah so if we look at the consensus of wall street it's pretty aggressive so the consensus sits somewhere between five and six rate cuts starting as early as march this year so that's the wall street consensus well the fed at their december meeting laid out a roadmap that's much more conservative with about three rate cuts and really no pin-down start date. But from all of the Fed speak we've heard, including today, um, it seems as though the, the Fed probably doesn't see a rate cut coming until the end of the first half. Uh, the Wall Street consensus is March at the very latest, May. So that's the difference in opinion right now. And it's important to remember the Fed's going to get a lot more economic data before they make a decision in March. So I don't know. Uh, which is going to meet up if the if the street's going to be right or the Fed's going to be right. But uh, the good news is the Fed's not raising rates anymore. At some point in time, they'll be cutting rates. And what's more important to me right now is the why are they cutting rates? If they're cutting rates because the economy's rolling over and they need to stimulate, that's a that's a bad rate cut. But if they're cutting rates because they feel they're too restrictive, meaning inflation is starting to get closer and closer to their two percent target, that'd be the right reason. And I think that's that'd um, uh, be a much larger market positive. 
Big year for tech last year, and we talked about the AI trade countless times. Looks like the rest of the market is starting to catch up a little bit. Your take on technology and then, you know, the likes of the Russell catching up, uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's really important. So obviously we had seven AI darlings that uh, outperformed the rest of the S&P 500 last year, a large driver in that 23% return that we saw for the S&P 500. I think it's important that the market starts to broaden out. We started to see that happen in October, and it has continued in the first couple of weeks of this year. So what likely happens is three things. First, I think you see investors looking for those sectors that didn't perform well last year, things like healthcare energy and financials, the worst performing sectors, and, and they start to get a bid. That's already started to happen. I think that continues. The other thing is the large cap versus small cap discrepancies, as large as we've seen going all the way back to the late 90s and early 2000s. I think that that gap needs to close. The best way for that to close would be some outperformance of the small caps, whether you look at the S&P 600 or the Russell 2000. I certainly think uh, the small caps are going to outperform the large caps, at least for the first half of this year. AI was the big theme, the big trade last year. What do you think is going to be the big theme in 2024? Well, I think three things stick out to us at the beginning of this year. First, while AI was the buzzword for last year, and just about every company that reported used the term in their conference call after they reported earnings, I think that this year it's going to be show us the money, meaning how are you going to monetize your AI strategy? And, and we know it's going to make us more productive, but how do we actually put that into dollars and cents? And, and where does that show up in your revenues and your earnings? And clearly right now, there's only about two companies that have really proven they're making money on this phenomenal new product that's out there, and that's Microsoft and NVIDIA. I think all other companies will start to try to show us that they can actually make money with all the money they've spent to put out an AI project. The second thing is, like we touched upon before, is that broadening out of this market, I think we're going to start to see some relative value start to gain over the massive growth outperformance we've seen over the last couple of years. So what does that mean? Companies that are that are appropriately priced will become the theme. And I think a lot of investors are going to try to chase value versus growth, at least for the first couple of quarters of this year. And then the third thing I would tell you is with everything that's going on in the world, I think there's a lot of folks that are looking for harbors of safety. And that used to be sitting in treasury bills, but I think those are heading in the other direction. And I certainly think that, you know, when cash was paying a whole lot more, that's going in the other direction. So I think that investors might start looking at things that are defensive, whether that sits in precious metals or whether that sits in some of the more defensive spaces. I think that's going to see some um, uh, sponsorship as we work our way through this year. So the three themes I would be is show us the money. How are you going to monetize AI? What underperformed last year and likely has some catch-up to do this year or some mean reversion? And how do I feel safe? What What is my defensive posture in my portfolio? And then on the energy front, one of my favorite spaces going into this year uh, see some value there. In fact, my my golden pick for the year, I love Chevron right now and have been buying it. But I'd love to get your take on energy and where where that how that's going to kind of shell out this year. Yeah, you know what's amazing is that energy equities like Chevron and Exxon and all the North American E&P companies are just not reflecting the commodity price right now. And, and the commodity price, you know, call it 
somewhere between $70 and $80, where we think it kind of hangs out this year with an average of $75, is a place that these energy companies make a lot of money. And right now, one of your favorite Chevron's trading at a very low historic multiple, throwing off a very nice dividend, and has a lot of runway in front of it. So I think energy is probably going to be one of the more exciting sectors. I think the price per barrel of oil has settled down into a place where energy companies can make a lot of money. So if we average about $75 a barrel for WTI over the course of this year, energy companies are really looking attractively valued, and I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, and and on top of it, you get a nice little dividend for a lot of the the big ones to hold while you're waiting for uh, the price to uh, gain. What other areas or themes or sectors do you think are really attractive to you right now you know, especially as we're, you know, in the first half of 2024. Another place where you can really find some value is healthcare. A lot of the pharmaceutical companies, if they didn't, if they didn't have one of the GLP-1 or diabetes drugs that was helping with weight loss, et cetera, they really shoved to the, to the back of the bus and, and, and clearly saw some underperformance of uh, all large-cap pharma. So what we had seen was in 2020, all the sponsorship went to the companies that had a vaccine, and then they fell off a cliff, and, and last year was no different. So last year, if you weren't one of the companies like Lilly or Novartis that had one of those GLP-1 drugs, the new miracle drug, you really saw a decline in your valuation. So I think it's a big year for catch-up in, in uh, healthcare, biotech, pharmaceutical, et cetera. It's one of the worst performing sectors last year. So as a theme, I think it's the rest of healthcare. Please catch up to those runaway freight trains that were the uh, GLP-1s of last year. And then finally, you're just take away from our conversation. We've covered a lot of ground, got some good ideas, and I appreciate that. But final takeaway today. Yeah, final takeaway for me would be keep looking at those underperforming sectors of last year. I think they're going to continue to mean revert higher. I think the separation between the, the Magnificent Seven and the, and the Russell 2000 is just too far to say that extended for this long. So we started to see some outperformance of the Russell 2 at the end of last year. I think that continues for the first half of this year. Also look for those sectors in the S&P that underperformed last year. Energy certainly falls into that. I would certainly throw healthcare and financials into that group. And, and uh, don't be afraid to start taking, sticking your toe in the water because uh, election years tend to be pretty darn good for equities. Yes. In fact, uh, yeah, one thing, I'm glad you mentioned that election years generally do. And regardless of who wins, often you see that market really do well shortly after. Thoughts? Yeah. The, it, it, what, it, what it comes down to is the four-year election cycle of those four years, the fourth year is the best. And in, in you're absolutely correct. It doesn't matter who eventually wins the election. It's once we know who's running. So I suspect by halfway through this year, we'll know who the two uh, lead candidates are from both parties. And the market likely uh, has a nice run up into the end of the year. So just keep that in mind. The market's up about 63% of the time every year. Uh, and it's up about, uh, call it 78 to 80% during election year. So the odds are in your favor. I think it's going to be a better year for equities. Always appreciate the advice from Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist at B. Riley Financial in New York. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I've been told that's podcast gold. Totally appreciate the solid there. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We drop Gains episodes on Wednesday mornings. We'll be right back after the break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, up next, Gary Kaltbaum, president of Kaltbaum Capital Management and Fox News business contributor out of Orlando. And check out his website, GaryK.com. Gary, always great to have you on the Gaines podcast. Pleasure is all mine, sir. So, hey, we're already two weeks into the new year, kind of gotten a feel for uh, activity on Wall Street. I just want to get your initial uh, takeaway, Gary. On December 20th, after a romping, stomping uh, rally starting November 1st, I thought we started to lose momentum. And since then, the indices haven't done much. The Russell's down a few percent. But underneath the surface, things are worsening. Uh, So that day really marked a point when we had that big 500-point reversal. And uh, best example today Uh, 860 stocks up, 3,200 down on the New York, 1,100 up, 3,100 down on the NASDAQ. We've gotten two or three of those in the last week or so, and that just tells me we're deteriorating a little bit. Does not have to be a death knell, but there are areas of the market now that I would be avoiding that I wouldn't have been avoiding two weeks ago. The good news is uh, my area, the growth beta area uh, and, and, and tech, Still in great shape, acting well. You had names like NVIDIA, another new high today. Advanced Micro Devices, another new high today. Microsoft, another new high. That's good stuff, and let's hope that continues. You mentioned uh, some of the area of interest is tech coming off the back of just a monster year. AI, I've talked about this countless times on this podcast, a big theme um, what is your feeling? And you, you mentioned NVIDIA is a major player in all of that. Do you think that theme, that momentum in the growth in tech continues? And then what does that mean for the rest of the market as well? All I can tell you, it's, it's continuing now. 
and it's not every name. I can tell you Apple X terribly, Adobe, Oracle uh, are not acting well. But uh, Facebook was down today, Meta, but uh, still right at, uh, you know, yearly highs. I mentioned my – and Tesla is not acting well, so it's not all of them. Uh, but the ones that are working are working good. And all I can tell you is software slash semiconductors are still remain in pretty darn good shape. And I'm big in just going where the money is flowing. And it's flowing out of uh, an area we've avoided for, for three months now is the oils, a new relative low. Gold stocks still weak. Uh, solar stocks are a horror show. China hit a new yearly low today, the FXI which is quite amazing considered uh, where we are. Uh, so definitely a big uh, differentiation between us and other uh, areas around the globe. You mentioned oil. That's one of my favorite areas going into uh, this year. Uh, I talked about it even in a previous conversation. Chevron's one of my just go-to picks that I've been pouring money into because I see the value there. Um, you know, as we talked about AI being the big theme, the big trade of 2023, uh, what's the theme you're looking for in 2024? Well, my theme is an if. If interest rates keep backing up to the upside and they move back above 4% today, if let's say they go to 5%, 6%, I think the market's in for uh, one heck of a drop. Uh, that would coincide with the dollar rallying a lot. If I see the economically sensitive areas and the transport and the airlines and the rails and the truckers uh, and names like United Rentals and things like that start really gagging big. It's going to tell me a recession's right ahead. And if you saw the um, uh, manufacturing numbers, the New York Empire number today down 43 uh, percent, that's some big stuff. So uh, it's on watch right now. Let's put it that way. I'm not one to know where things are going to be next year. I'm just big in interpreting the market today and knowing where the uptrends and downtrends are. And I'm just letting you know we're losing some uptrends in some areas. And uh, if it worsens, uh, we'll know what to do. And then how is the Fed playing in all, into all of this? They're often cited. It seems Wall Street has has a read that they're going to do a bunch of cutting. And I don't know if that's necessarily uh, what's on the table. And if there's too much cutting, that could indicate some of the scary things you were talking about. Thoughts on the Fed and policy going forward. Well, I'm not a big fan of them. I'm sure you know that. And I don't think they matter so much. Um, when the Fed was printing trillions, they mattered. Um, when they were way behind in inflation, they mattered and they had to play catch up. The only reason they would matter now is if we go into recession and they keep rates too high versus interest rates. So they're already behind the 10-year yields at 406. They're at five and a half. I don't think it really matters a hoot whether they drop a quarter point or a half point at this point, because I believe the free market has taken over. We did not have free bond markets uh, when the Fed was printing all kinds of money. Now it's much better. It's acting the way it should. Uh, it's, the decision is being made based on investors and traders and not one man behind the computer with his fingers. Uh, so I'm not so worried about them right now. I think the only thing they can do is screw up and let's hope they don't. And less is more from them. That's the way I look at it. Less is more. And I must tell you, it never thrills me when I keep hearing, has the Fed engineered a soft landing? 
I got news for you. There's 150 million of us that go to work every day to do better for ourselves and the family. We're the ones who engineers the economy, not one man. So I, I, I loathe when I hear things like that. And, you know, you, you mentioned they aren't, especially in these current conditions, quite as relevant as they were before when they were pulling the levers and and just putting a bunch of capital into the market. So what do you look at now for clarity on markets going forward? What are you really paying attention to, especially now that the Fed isn't quite as relevant as it used to? Well, I, I think the real free market of interest rates, oil prices, and the dollar uh, will dictate. And all I can tell you right now, the correlation's been spot on. If interest rates go up, markets come down. Interest rates go down, market goes up. And, of course, the dollar moves with higher or lower interest rates. Uh, to me, that's key. And, of course, as we go through earnings season, one, what companies uh, blow out the earnings reports and react well and give great guidance versus uh, the other side of the coin? Uh, I think we're going to get a little bit of that uh, as, as we head into. And for me, the most important thing is the reactions. Uh, J.P. Morgan opens up seven, finishes down, and then falls more today. So there's distribution there. Goldman Sachs was up eight today, was down two, finished up three. If it breaks out above 390, it's something we may buy. So we're just looking for the greatness out there, the strongest uh, sectors and the strongest stocks in those sectors. Our biggest position is NVIDIA. We bought it on perfectly on the breakout. It's bought in the uh, 505 area. It's already 567 in 10 days. Our second is AMD. And these are, the, the, there's a reason for this because their earnings and sales are going boffo. So that's basically what we're going to be looking for. And on the other end is the Boeings of the world and problems and just to avoid those areas. And it's just a matter of, you know, focus and a matter of us spending the time scanning the markets uh, uh, in depth. And then on the, you know, you talked about the dollar. Where do you see international stocks uh, fit into the portfolio right now? And, and what, what, what do you kind of see on the dollar front? Well, it's a mixed bag. Japan's at new yearly highs. China's at new yearly lows. Uh, if you picked one over the other, you, you did great or you did horrible. Uh, as far as the dollar, it sank like a stone with interest rates coming down. It looks like it's turning the corner, starting to rally a little bit. Uh, I'm hoping we can get to the point where it just sits around. You know, we we've ne years ago, we never had the dollar flying all over the place, except when you had black swan events. Right. So right now, with all the interference from the Fed and all the yapping that is out on a daily basis, it it moves a lot more. And it drives, uh, I can guarantee it drives corporations uh, up a wall because they've got to prepare uh, and plan for the next quarter and the next quarter. And if the dollar is going crazy one way or the other, that affects profits in a big way. So right now, near-term uptrend uh, over a big downtrend that started, uh, you know, about three months back. Uh, but I think it's going to start settling down in and around here. What's a big theme that you see? You know, we always talked AI was a big theme in 2023. What's a big theme that you could see um, coming to fruition here uh, or, or just some sector, some idea that you're watching that you're kind of excited about? Well, I, all I can tell you is right now, uh, AMD, NVIDIA uh, announced some more AI stuff. Microsoft announced AI and that helped the AMD. Uh, something like Supermicros in the AI. Uh, and I, I just think that's working. The other thing, though, is software. Uh, there are some mid to large cap software stocks uh, like CrowdStrike and Security and Palo Alto Networks 
Uh, I think that's big business going forward. So, uh, security software is huge uh, with all the hacking and all that uh, going on. And, and if you look at their earnings, 50, 100 percent a year, uh, you know, that's where the money's flowing. I think there's a rhyme and a reason until it stops. Uh, I go along with it. As far as new, I'm always watching for, uh, especially, you know, about Eli Lilly and Novartis, things like that. What what could possibly be? Uh, is it built into the stock already or not? We'll know uh, in time with the, you know, the wonder drugs for obesity. So it's just a matter of what shows up next. You never know which biotech's going to come out with something gargantuan. One of the biggest winners of the 80s was Amgen with Epigen and Nupagen. So it's just constantly being on the lookout, uh, things that show up. Uh, and right now, uh, again, it's AI, it's tech, it's software. And until that uh, the baby stops, I'm sticking with it. All right. Big thanks to Gary Kaltbaum, president of Kaltbaum Capital Management in Orlando. And check out his website, GaryK.com. All right. That's going to wrap up this week's Gains podcast. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If that's an option for you, totally appreciate the solid there. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We drop Gains episodes on Wednesday mornings, and I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast, powered by Odyssey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 